0: This This podcast is littered with spoilers. If you have not seen the opening episode of Series 2 of Line of Duty that aired last night, I highly recommend you watch it before listening to this. Um, In fact, if you want to go away and watch it now, we'll just wait a minute. Okay, so now you've watched it, we can talk about it. Line of Duty Series 2, the first series was on in the summer of 2012 and uh, centred around D.I. Tony Gates, played by the brilliant Lenny James. This series, things have taken a bit of a turn, but Jed Mercutio's script is just superb. I'm joined discussing the series by uh, Gary, hello. Hello. And with a mouthful of rhubarb... And a face full of custard. It is the custard zone, Matt Donnelly.
2: Hello, Luke. Hello, Gary. I've just finished is my, that, my, it's my it's rhubarb and custard. I've... Is that another one of your initiation things,
1: Luke? You know, mouthful of custard, yeah. You know something? Sort
0: of no. The the problem is, Gary, when you only had to eat the one rhubarb pie, but you seem to have, judging only by Twitter pics, to eat, have never eat stopped. Eat the shop. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yep. Yeah. It's gonna be that kind okay. of podcast, is it? Okay. Um, Matt went to the screening of this a few weeks ago. The programme is now aired. It seems only fair that we hand over the metaphorical podcast baton to that of the Easter. So, off we pop.
2: Okay, so we're focusing on Keely Hawes' Lindsay Denton, who, um, at the beginning of the episode, is involved in a, what you call it, sort of a a disaster, where she's sort of um, helping an undercover cop escape with an unidentified witness, and of course we had this uh, terrific opening scene where unknown forces come with uh, lighter fuel and set the cars on fire, and we saw the officers who were with us sadly killed, and we saw them burst into flames and things. What did people think of that scene?
0: Very brutal, but then uh, it's sort of become one of the things that Line of Duty does so well. It's so uh, uh, It's also nice, however brutal... The shots are like that. It's also nice to see something you've not seen before, Mm. and I'd certainly not seen a scene like that before.
1: But I liked the the procedural stuff of it, you know, the fact that she had to get uh, a certain level of authority, Mm. which I think sometimes is missing in some of these cop shows. You know, people do go off and do their own thing, whereas there was very much this, you know, she has to get authority from the right level, which comes into play later.
2: Obviously, Lindsay is eventually um, bought before... AC12, we're reintroduced to uh, Steve and Kate, played by uh, Martin Compton and Vicky McClure, who are sort of tasked with investigating exactly what happened, why the police officers died, and sort of, if any, part that uh, Denton played in it.
1: I I was kind of surprised about, in that first episode, how little Vicky McClure there was, although obviously Mm. later on she'll come back into it, but I was kind of thinking, oh, please, this is going to be like Broadchurch where they misuse her. You know, she was a real small part in that. And she's
2: a great actress, as she showed in series one. But I think they they sort of utilised her well in this because they had to introduce Georgia, yeah. played by Jessica Rain, who is this sort of yeah. younger, enthusiastic addition Dumped to the her. team. Um, and um, we see her, you know, she's a bit. Steve's not sure about her to begin with, and then we have a really brilliant, like, um, ten, over ten minute interrogation scene. So, what do we think of this? And there, there was a lot. I'll, I'll talk about the screening and stuff in a minute, but there was a lot of about that scene said. Do we like the sort of the lengthy? um talky scenes that were in this especially obviously this one was sort of the pivotal scene uh i liked it
1: i don't necessarily remember that i mean it's very similar to sort of what happened in the last series of luther weren't there in the first episode there were lots of these kind of like probing interviews of you know why did you do this and
2: luther they were sort of intercut with other scenes this was a really sort of intense 10 minutes As they said on the screen, you know, it's all filmed in sort of like a glass box and apparently it was really hot on that day as well. When it, it was hot. filmed
0: inside the cube.
2: Inside the cube,
0: <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah.
1: <focused> yeah. outside. <laughs> what I really liked yeah. was the three yeah. detectives, the AC-12 detectives, playing different roles. Adrian Dunbar was the nice, but was prepared to ask difficult questions. Uh, the male character was the kind of the bad cop. You know, he was the one that said, well, why did you do that? And then the new detective, she was this kind of very friendly, nice, oh, you did well, ma'am, and must have been very horrible for you, Mom, You know, it was a very nice, complimentary way of putting them together. You know, it was different from the good cop, bad cop.
2: You know, you had these scenes of real action, edge of your seat shocks and all that. But all, but mm. at the same time, you know, you just have these scenes of characters talking but it's just as involving, I think, as the as the stuff. Well, I've that's got going to.
0: On. I've got to say. I mean, you pointed that out to me. the The length of the mm. scene. I think I didn't notice the length of no, the I scene didn't. because I was engrossed yeah. in it. When we did a podcast recently, where we spoke about uh, Sherlock, and I said I found myself looking at the clock occasionally. Mm. Um, and made myself sound like I didn't have much of an attention span when it comes to good drama. This had my full attention from the word go. That scene could have quite easily been 15 minutes, and I don't think I had a of an eyelid. Okay,
2: Okay, so uh, as Gary mentioned earlier, the scene in the toilet, um, which he alluded to, and I think this did occur slightly before Lindsay went to uh, AC12. Obviously after the incident, her colleagues lame her for two officers dying, And it leads to a scene where she goes to the toilet and um, has her head shoved down it, basically. Which Keely Hawes herself did describe as some of the most fun she's ever had while filming. (laughs) Did this scene shock you? I know, it definitely shocked me when I saw it. And that, you know, the intense sort of close-ups of all of her colleagues Mm. and stuff.
1: Well, I don't know why. It kind of felt unreal. Like, the way in which her colleagues were looking at that sort of cold, hard stare. It was almost as if it was more something she imagined had happened kind of surprised in that I would have thought she would have lodged some sort of complaint about this
2: it moves to her commanding officer moving her away and giving her a new sort of department where she's looking into missing people there's like a little bit of a subplot where she goes to meet the parents of a girl who's gone missing and that's yep. something we're not quite sure where it's going, but also we see the picture of Gina McKee's Jackie Laverty on the computer. Yeah. Now what did we think of this?
0: It was a clever way of saying remember what we did before. Do you think? Or yeah. it was There's... it was a nice little little tag to if you watched us before, this is for you. But... I know
1: I know Gina McKee's character obviously died in series mm. one. Which, you know, we don't know. But
0: No, she's alive and well in Heburn
1: Oh, okay. <laughs> we don't know who that's Person was that was under the blanket uh, in the very first sort of section. Hopefully, this idea of beer being involved in missing persons might have somewhere, way. I know this kind of comes on to later. Might come back to that.
2: Uh, just going back to what was said at the screening, someone did ask Jed um, what what you know what if anything it meant, and he said, "Is it just well, a, we should... is it just a nod to the past, or is it um, you know yeah. just some just is it something that will pop up in future?" And he Declined to answer it completely. So we're can I can I just say
0: well, we're not all as friends with the cast of. Uh, Jed, Mercutio, writer and creator. Jed Mercutio is the writer and creator of the series. Yeah.
2: Okay, now she's got this department on her own. She's sort of been shoved out the way. Her boss says she can have her assistant. Um, is it DS DC something like DC, that? DC, I think. Now eager to help, Kate comes in and sort of is undercover. Uh, working alongside...
0: Which made me think that Keeley Hawes' character hadn't seen the first series. Yeah. Well, she, if, she well had, if she did, she'd have
2: recognised Jeannie McKee on the computer. <laughs> but also, she's been
1: yeah. a bit busy. She'd been out in um, Kyrgyzstan,
2: isn't she, on the Ambassadors, so, I mean, she's been out of the true, country. True,
0: true, yeah. She's been out of the country, yeah. Uh, That's a good point.
2: Uh, okay, so, sort of, moving to the scenes in, sort of, the nightlife, you know, the, the ones where ted takes out steve and georgia Mm. to um to dinner and and here we learn he's estranged from his wife and there's an odd couple of scenes with ted and his wife what do we think of this sort of mini
1: i thought this was really good good because last year he was in the show but he was only ever involved in the police investigation because you saw nothing of his outside life so I thought it was great to get a little bit of that to see about the, the difficulty.
0: It's it's important to move that sort of a character on. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, he's always in the background just yeah. yelling at uh, you know yeah. whoever.
2: And and obviously this as well was where um, Steve and Georgia had a bit of a night out and ended up smooching. But I think this this was sort of on the cards. Do you think a little bit? Do you think this is this was sort of to build up to something that never happened? Do you oh, think? I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. Um uh, something else I haven't mentioned yet is the sort of um, side plot with, is it Mark Mark bon- Bonner's character, is that his name? The the sort of investigating officer of the whole J-Ban. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, sorry, and, yes. And Liz lost White as sort of the press officer as well, aren't oh, they? Oh yeah. Well,
0: how nice was it to see Liz White? I hadn't seen her for mm. ages. Yeah,
2: nice. Sort of an ashes to ashes life on Mars sort of reunion What with Keely Hall? Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Um, obviously, this was the character I think that was originally going to be played by Nigel Lindsay in the um, in the Robert, th- Lindsay. Robert Lindsay. An interesting side side plot for now that that um, it's all about sort of controlling the press and giving them something, you know, about the story. What do we think of this?
0: I don't. Well, I have faith in Jed. I mean, this is this third of his series I've seen. I don't think he puts anything no. in a script, and I hope I'm not eating these words. He doesn't put anything in a script that doesn't have a purpose or go somewhere we have to remember we're on episode one of six and i reckon if this is anything to go by they're going to be packed hours
2: at the screening i can't remember who introduced it now i think it was the producer that luke will remind me the name of from the production simon heath simon heath mentioned that throughout the series there will be some familiar faces popping up because as, as well i will reveal this that at the screening warren brown was there as was Brett um, oh, yeah. McHugh of Fresh Meat. Now they might have just been there, as as Luke said, they're friends with Martin Comston, so they might have just been there for yeah. sort of moral support. But
0: actors have actor friends. Yeah, I'm just
2: saying. I'm just saying. Mm. He said familiar faces, so I'm not sure what he means by that. Um, when, I
1: went, when I went to the Endeavour screening, there were people that weren't in the episode we watched that were in other episodes <laughs> that had been invited, so you could well be right. Look
0: at you all dropping your screening moments.
1: It's only two that I've been doing, so three. Uh, so, uh, four. the
2: end, the sort of last, any <laughs> advance on four?
1: No, I'm just uh, four. I'm sticking on four. Do uh, right. you want to gamble, do you want to gamble uh, or do I'm you want to stick with I'm, it? I've had a lovely day, I want to go on
2: <laughs> I know I came with nothing but I want to leave with the four I got. <laughs> Uh, uh, oh
0: serious podcasting
2: anyway what do we think of uh, Lindsay with the uh nuisance neighbor with the wine bottle
0: what the heck was going on i think it was another example to demonstrate you know this this Lindsay denton isn't who we think she
2: is we'll come on to that in a minute because we're gonna we'll we'll talk yeah. more about the characters in a moment but
0: also so, she folded her cheese sandwich very well
2: so what we yeah and crisps she had some yeah um so, it sort of comes to a, a head this first episode where um, Lindsay tells Kate that she's popping out for a bit. Kate obviously goes to follow her. Sees her making a call from her, from her payphone. Uh,
0: having removed her collar. Having what? Removed her collar. Yes,
2: of course. Yes. She does that several times, doesn't she? Yeah, Kate? I said that. There,
0: yeah.
1: There's a
2: real inconsistency
1: with that, which mm-hmm. I can only assume is going to be a plot thing later. Um,
2: and... Uh, well, you've lost my train of thought now. So, yeah, so, so she She, she finds box. out that Lindsay's c- called the hospital. She lets um, Steve and the others know. They race to the hospital.
0: Gary, <laughs> Matt's just going through this like these people are his mates. She lets Steve know. He calls somebody else. Is it fair to Kate's say that we should have said up. earlier
1: that the the hospital is where the only surviving member of the fire the being the, kept? Yeah. yeah, the
2: witness yeah. is being kept. They yeah. see what they think is a nurse... Administering a shot, and it turns out to be a man in a wig, oh, and they have...
0: like Lionel Blair in Celebrity Big Brother all over again.
2: And so they sort of have an altercation, which ends shockingly in um, Georgia being chucked out the window. So uh, yeah, we're...
0: oh my could you get any more northern? <laughs> that was the most shut shocking out,
2: piece. Out, window.
0: That was the most shocking piece of tv i've seen in my entire year and you've summed it up as george i've injured that window
1: i i have to say i cannot wait to see the outburst on twitter when this airs mm. i yeah. think that is gonna make people go mad more than the toilet scene more than the smashing a wine bottle over your neighbor this is shock. We've all, been there.
0: Shock. <laughs> We've all <laughs> We've done that. Had that fall. <laughs> yeah. Um, can I can I ask you though? Is it the sort of show that people unlike Sherlock? It's not the sort of show that people are going to be tweeting along with. I don't no. think.
2: No, but I think the, they're
0: going to be jumpy, watching jumpy, it intently, right like though, we were. Well.
1: I I think you'll find that those that do will be making such <laughs> a fuss about it that this will be one of the shows that will be most watched on iPlayer.
2: Mm, I would agree with that actually. If
1: I think this is what people will be talking about this to me is similar to the Lisa Faulkner on Spooks moment and she was quite a it big name in Spooks at the time Spooks. she was probably the most well known actress because she'd been all that time in Holby and this is something very similar and you know, this girl has been in Call the Midwife as we've mentioned and and, it, and she's a big name and to kill her off at the end of episode one is such a bold brilliant move I love it after
2: sort of being to the screening and stuff and and obviously Luke asked me how it was I, was just, I, I said to him uh, you know, I don't want to say anything, you know, as little as possible. Yeah. Otherwise, it is going to spoil it for you. After he'd seen it, he rang me. And, and the first thing I said to him, based on what we said about Sherlock um, the other week, was, um, if that doesn't shock you, then there's no hope for you at all.
0: Yeah. What What was your reaction, Gary? I mean, I was initially open-mouthed. And then I was sort of laughing at the at the brilliance of it. It just really made me... Oh, no, I, I, I was totally and, gods and I think I spent a couple of minutes... Yeah, I even complete... went back and watched it
1: to make sure I'd seen mm. what I see or saw. Because it was that kind of thing that you look at it and you go, God, did I did I miss that? Did she just get pushed out of a window? Can
0: I just say, this proves to me again, after after moaning and winching quite a bit, as I know I'm sort of known for now on this, proves to me again, TV is still brilliant, it can still shock, and I'm still in a long-term relationship with it.
2: And And... I will say as well, um, and this was brought up during the Q&A at the screening, um, The one of the reasons it was so shocking is that they built this character. This wasn't just sort of a flimsy wooden oak character, you know. They'd built this character up. they have given oh, us no, intrigue in yeah. those scenes in the bar. You know, you've got this impression that she wasn't like this nicey nice girl. You know, she was drinking a lot. You know, she was playing football I would politics.
1: have said she was borderline alcoholic.
2: Mm, they said she, she had sort of brings, an addictive brings. personality. But I think that's the brilliance of Jed Mercutio's writing, is that he will write a fully-rounded character that you believe mm. in and then just, you know, as I said before, took her out window. Um...
0: <laughs> oh, my God, I hate you.
2: <laughs> so one of the things that about this sort of episode, and I'm guessing the series, is the uh, the character of Lindsay herself. Now, in the first series, we had Tony Gates, who, not while well, not sort of a... a um, sort of character who was either good or bad you know he he had made some really sort of big errors you know you could tell he wasn't sort of by the book and he wasn't um you know he got results i mean he got results but you know he was almost
1: stereotypical wasn't it you know i don't i don't i don't work with the rules but i get results man
2: but what i what i mean is that you did he
0: say that
2: (laughs) what i mean is that you saw him sort of partake in things where he covered things up for gina mckee and stuff like that so you knew he wasn't yeah. on the level and you knew that they'd eventually catch up with him whereas with with uh Lindsay, with keely hawsey's character you really don't know well i think i think you got a is. little bit
1: i think you got a yeah, little bit because with the wine when,
2: bottle thing
1: well no i i personally think the, the when she met at the hospital with her her immediate supervisor what will will be I suppose the detective inspector or the you know the chief constable she mentioned that she tried to ring him and it it was you know he said oh you know if you'd run let me go five minutes she said I let you go 20
0: Mm. and in her
1: interview she mentioned that you know there had been previous problems about getting hold of him and how the how the 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 the, 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 you know the the head of the police force had said look you know if there's a problem you ring me Uh, I mean I suppose we ought to discuss very quickly the, the, the the neck brace because I think it was such a strange plot device. She wore this thing when she was at work. She walked in a different manner at work, didn't she? She walked to someone who, you know, had whiplash. Yet, when she attacked her next-door neighbour, you wouldn't have thought that she'd ever been in any accident in her life. She almost, like, ninja-chopped chop- her with a, with a bottle.
2: <laughs> That's what's so interesting about the character, though, isn't it? I think it is... It's certainly been written as sort of an ambiguous character, and someone who, who who is quite lonely, but looks to be you know she could be quite manipulative, and you do wonder how how involved she is. We don't know, you know, because I think in the last series, Gemma show, let us know more about Tony Gates. There's a but whole definitely, new
1: definitely Tony Gates. character was much more open from mm. the beginning. Yeah, you know, they were investigating him almost from day one in this series. That they've been brought to her, you know, and now they're starting the investigation.
0: Yeah. I, th- I think it's worth mentioning what you were told or what Keeley said at the screening that you've mentioned mm. to me. Is that oh, yeah. She read the first script or the first couple no, of scripts. No, she read this was, the, ran... this
2: was the first five. She said the first five or six. And she said, yeah, she said this was this was the first time that that, that had ever happened, that she got so many scripts. This was before she took the role. And um, and she rang up Jeb McCutcheon afterwards and said, you know, um, I, I love it. I want to be in it, but I can't. Is she a goodie or a baddie? And he said, I haven't decided yet.
1: But that's brilliant. I mean, that's that's that's, you know, sorry to hang back to Broadchurch, but that's how Chris Chibnall played it, didn't he? He didn't tell characters whether they were good or bad. He allowed them just to whether well, he they didn't were tell me. No but he didn't tell you he didn't tell who was the killer till they got to the po- to the point where they were the killer. real mm. people aren't black and white yeah, they're exactly. shades of they're shades of gray
2: reading sort of the press notes seems that as it as it goes on the sort of the relationship between the established characters will change i'm assuming. Part of that reason is to do with what happens at the end of it, of this episode. Another
0: very interesting note that you brought up from the screening, which again gives people some insight into the behind the scenes workings, is that Martin Compston, who plays Steve Arnett so brilliantly, said that he was surprised at himself and Vicky being so young mm. and not. Indi- he he the described them actors.
2: as indie actors. He described them as. Those two are brilliant together, from... aren't they? See, obviously, his, his first role was in uh, Ken Loach film, was it Sweet 16? and and she obviously came from the Shane Meadows is this is England franchise so you know they they're from sort of the British independent realism film background and and they what, they've sort what, of been entrusted with the series now
1: and what i liked was was the character progression in him he is now the heart almost hmm. like the Adrian Dunbar the hardened what, veteran like oh, you'll know why we don't you know teaching the new girl yeah. why we do these things in AC12
2: one thing we don't know and it hasn't been told is how much time is between this and the last series which is an interesting yeah. how long Steve and Kate now have been working together and how sort of strong that bond is because you know they, they there was their sort of first case as you were in the in the first series so and and uh, the
1: other scene that i thought was excellent was when kate revealed that she's now working with lindsey denton mm. and mm. the look on his face of i can't react to this but i my goodness i want to react to this
0: line of duty i can tell now we last year we did a um best of 2013 and obviously we'll do a best of 2014 i feel like after seeing this first episode putting it on the list already mm-hmm. uh, also worth mentioning if you want to read more about the first series i had a lovely chat with martin Comston that's up on the website now and you can buy the dvd of series one and uh read all about making series one with martin online now at com.
2: I, I i did watch bits of it again just before we started to do this um Keely horse's performance in it uh, and what do we think of that because obviously it's sort of very different from what we've seen her do before you know we've seen her play often sort of very glamorous um well that's the
1: thing types you, in, yeah. in,
2: upstairs downstairs and obviously you know um ashes to ashes and even recently in ambassadors you know she was
1: i suppose you're right you know the main thing that, that hits you about keely hawes in this episode is she has dumbed or dull, not dumbed, dulled herself down looks wise what, she's, she's not wearing. She's not wearing makeup for the character. She's wearing stage makeup.
2: What, what was said at the screening was: that, um she said she she really enjoyed have not having to do that." She said she went into makeup. They looked at her and, and went, "Yeah, you are done." You know, she said, yeah. "This is this was just generally." She said, "This is the most fun she's ever had." You know, between the toilet scene and the wine bottle scene, just just generally, obviously, she's sort of almost someone who's. Type, well yeah sort of typecast in a way i suppose um you know as sort of someone who's sort of glamorous and quite often in in positions of power and here playing this sort of isolated character that you're not really sure about you're not sure if she's one way or another and i think this is probably one of the best thing you know one of her best performances for me i don't yeah, know if I, would agree,
1: I would agree some some of the scenes i loved i mean i did love the the piano which she's playing the piano mm. and she can't even hear herself because of the music and they do seem to go at pains. I mean, even like, uh, as Luke mentioned, the unwrapping of the sandwiches was just so deliberately slow and gave you so much of an insight to her loneliness that there wasn't even anyone she could share lunch with. That I, I just think it's not only great acting, but great writing for her. They've written a great one. And I would say the three... Three strong female characters in this episode.
2: Jessica Raine had said, you know, she was sent the script and she called the midwife. is a six-month shoot, and she wondered, can I fit this in? You know, do I want to do something else while I'm mm. while I'm busy doing this series? And and she read it and she said, this is brilliant. And she also relished the chance to do something where she doesn't have to put on the, you know, the plummy accent and and be awfully awfully. She can actually, you know, be herself a little bit more. I think she, she said.
1: Uh, did this series deserve a maybe a bump to BBC One?
2: I do I I, mm. I was I was having this conversation actually about why it's not on BBC what, not, One. Not not with us. Not with you now. Because I thought originally it was the violence, but then I was thinking you know Luther's terribly violent and that's on BBC One. So what what? Well, well, what was that's you right.
1: Ke- Keely Hawes is a BBC One star. You know she's not a, an up and coming actor actress like the others maybe. You know mm. she can carry her name could have brought this to BBC One. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I'm puzzled by it. I don't really know.
0: I think what when it was on last last time in the summer of 2012, it the big BBC One drama at the same time was Blackout mm, with Christopher mm, Eccleston, yeah. and I, I remember loads of people that I spoke to on Twitter saying, "Surely Line of Duty should not be on BBC One and Blackout yeah, think, be on yeah, BBC we, Two." I think
1: we talked about that when we did the podcast at the time. I remember. I mean, that.
0: it's just. I don't know. I don't, maybe it's the Jed McCutcheon thing and that bodies was on BBC2. I don't see why I don't see there's no reason no. in my mind why. It
2: sort of almost makes it more of a cult drama then, doesn't it? It makes it. I suppose, yeah. It, it's not a mainstream. I mean it hasn't got like a mainstream feel to it, I suppose. And I suppose maybe they're thinking with scenes like like we mentioned where they are so wordy and they're not broken up by like sort of, you know, quick edits and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah.
0: Please catch up on iPlayer now. Tell everyone that you've ever spoken to that this is great telly and they need and to tell watch them it. We you sent can follow. You. Yeah, definitely. And, and maybe you didn't like it. Maybe there was something about the first episode that jarred with you. Well, yes, we'll hate you um, <laughs> for a while, but we want to know your opinion regardless. I'm at Luke Custer TV. Gary is also a person.
2: I'm at The Gary Show. And Matt's a person, I'm at, too. i Matt's TV bite but don't disturb me while I'm eating pie.
0: It's just one of life's golden rules. This has been a special Line of Duty Custard TV podcast. Download this podcast from iTunes or from the website thecustardtv.com. Uh, give us a like on Facebook. Say hello on Zbox. We're all over the internet. Like that video you keep seeing. It is the Custard TV podcast. Cool. Thank you. Bye-bye. I want lie,
2: no uh, bye bye. On Blair. Bye. Download this podcast from thecustardtv.com.